please can you remind me if you'll if you'll be so kind staring out into space asking God to hear my case trying to think of all things past how long will my memory last the purple angel Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Alzheimer Speaks Radio. I'm your host and founder of Alzheimer Speaks, Lori LeBay. We are broadcasting out of uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota here, and it's beautiful, sun- sunshiny day. So glad to hear it, but we can feel the fall in the air and the leaves are falling. So uh, kind of that change of season here in the Midwest. For those of you that are new to our show, Alzheimer Speaks is an advocacy-based company providing multiple platforms to shift our dementia care culture from crisis to comfort worldwide. And we believe by joining forces and sharing knowledge and just having these everyday conversations about life with dementia, like we're going to talk today, we can help remove the stigmas um, attached to memory loss and help those live with the disease um, to continue to have purpose and connections. And um, here on, on Alzheimer Speaks Radio, we love hearing from everyone. So we interview people with dementia. We interview families who have been affected, uh, business professionals uh, with products and tools and services, as well as authors and singers and songwriters, movie directors, researchers, um, advocates. Everybody's voice is heard and heard equally here on the show. We just think we're all in this together and we have a lot of knowledge to share. And this is a great platform to be able to do that. We also believe that collaboratively is really the only way we're going to win this battle. And I know that philosophy is working because of all your likes and clicks and shares with all of our different platforms, be it our website that hosts all of our, our medians, or if, it, if you go to the radio show, uh, the Dementia Chats webinar, the blog, the resource directory, the YouTube channel, um, all of our different social media outlets, but all of your likes and clicks and shares with your Facebook fans, your LinkedIn colleagues, your Twitter tribe is making a huge difference. Um, and it's allowed us to be named the number one influencer online regarding Alzheimer's, um, according to Share Karen Dr. Oz, which is an incredible honor that we are just thrilled, thrilled to be stowed with. So um, I want to thank all of you for your continued support. And while you're listening, if you don't mind, just clicking away and sharing the episode. Today, you're going to be filled with wonderful knowledge. And we've got somebody who has joined us all the way from the UK. So here in Minnesota, it's one o'clock, but over there it's 7 p.m. And so he's uh, working up past hours uh, to, to help us share knowledge with all of you. So again, really, really appreciate that very much. But before I introduce our wonderful guest, I always like to give a shout out to a few different organizations that I think are are really important for people to know about. Um, The first is Alzheimer's Disease International. They are the association of all the Alzheimer's associations around the world. And so not only can you go to that site and find out who's closest to you, but you'll also get global knowledge and research there, which is just uh, um, every year they do kind of an annual report and then they have some subsequent um, series throughout the year. And so check out ADI, or Alzheimer's Disease International. Another group I want to shout out to is uh, Health, Health, Star, um, Health Star Home Health 
here locally in Minnesota, and they're a home health care organization that just goes above and beyond. They um, have had a large presence at the state fair here doing memory screenings. They helped uh, with the launch of the new Hollywood film, His Neighbor Phil, and our major sponsor with that. So if you're looking for some home health care needs, um, definitely check them out. They train their staff and just have a wonderful, wonderful reputation. I highly, highly recommend them. Um, who else do I want to holler out to right now? The Purple Angel Program. If you're not part of that, you're going to want to be. The Purple Angel Project is a new global symbol for dementia. It's in over 17 countries, and it costs you no money and very little time. All you have to do is, is read an 8.5 by 11 poster, and you're off and running to be able to utilize this symbol. And the symbol, the goal of it is just to get people to ask, what, what is it? so that you can have the conversation about dementia in and of itself. Um, if you are looking for clinical trials, check out the Alzheimer's team on um, Facebook, um, or you can find them also on our homepage at alzheimerspeaks.com. And um, let me see, three other ones I just want to give a quick shout-out to before I forget um, I'm just bouncing back from being sick, and so I'm double-checking myself here a couple of times <laughs> today. I do want to give out uh, a shout-out to some of my partners here at Alive and Social. Uh, the first is the Twin Cities Hit Show, which broadcasts Monday through Thursday um, at 9.30, and that is with Rusty Gatenby and Colleen Justice and Chuck Gallup, and it's just a fabulous show. They, they talk about all the things that are going on um, in the local news and national news. Um, so check them out. Again, it's called Twin Cities Hit Show. Another one that might be of interest to you is the sports ticket. And the sports ticket um, is your entry into all things sports. And Kevin, Kevin George and Kendall Mark um, broadcast every Monday in the studio and Thursday from Bennett's Chop and Railhouse. And um, they basically talk about all the upcoming games, you know, if it's football, baseball, basketball, um, men or women's games, they, they cover it all. And tune in because you can get some winning tips for fantasy football if you're in that. I, I know I'm personally not, but I have a lot of friends that are, are really into that. And the last one is a show called Apples to Apples, and it's a sports show that features a father and a son um, team, and you'll be able to find out if father really always knows best. There's some really good banter that goes on on that show. So with no further ado, let me introduce our guest today. Again, I am so honored that Ben Atkinson-Willies is with us. He's, he's uh, over in the U.K., again, 7 o'clock his time, you know, 1 o'clock here in the Midwest. And he has um, started a company called Active Minds to help support his own grandfather who had been living with Alzheimer's disease for over 10 years. And while he was caring for his grandfather, he discovered that there really was a lack of quality and age-appropriate activities products available for people living with dementia. And so his response, um, because he's a product designer, was to just jump in the ring and set up and do some research and develop it, development. And he's got just wonderful groundbreaking activities for adults living with dementia. So this is going to be a, a wonderful conversation, and I would encourage you to join us with that. You can utilize the chat box and um, let us know if you have any, any questions that you would like us to ask Ben. So welcome, Ben. How are you? 
Very good. Thank you very much for having me on. It's uh, a pleasure to speak to you. Well, I'm, I'm thrilled to have you with us. Um, in looking over your website, Active Minds, Activity Products for Dementia, um, I mean, there's just such a nice variety of um, tools for people to be able to use. Can you tell us why you really decided? I kind of, you know, talked a little bit about, you know, it had to do with your grandfather, but why did you decide to set up Active Minds? Yeah, sure. Um, as you say, the background really came from my uh, my grandfather, um, who in the end had Alzheimer's for uh, 16 years. Um, and over that period, my family and I, um, with Carol as well, helped look after him through that process. Um, and it was through that um, experience um, that I really became aware of the challenges he faced on a on a day to day basis. Um, and it always stuck out at me. Um, of how difficult it was to find activities for him to do. So as his uh, condition progressed, um, activities became more and more basic. Um, and it wasn't engaged with, engaged with social situations or necessarily household household tasks. Um, so it got to the point where we were using kids' toys, kids' games to keep him occupied. Um, and obviously that is quite patronizing for someone who's 86 living with dementia. Me and my family didn't like giving him those sort of products. Um, and actually often they were, were too difficult as well because um, they were designed for, a, for a, a child rather than someone living with dementia. You may also have visual impairment problems or dexterity problems. Um, and it seemed ridiculous to me, given the number of people with dementia, that there wasn't anything specialist on the market to, to help support us. Um, so that was really the light bulb moment where I thought um, I could do something about it. So you have, uh, and I won't go into this quite yet, but you have a lot of variety of different types of products. Can you tell us what was your first product uh, that you tackled? Sure, yeah. So uh, the first product was um, a jigsaw puzzle. So that really came from my from my grandfather. Um, when he was first diagnosed, um, jigsaws became one of the things that he would do on a regular basis. Um, and it started with a thousand piece jigsaws, and then we slowly worked down to 500, 200, and then 50, and then we were doing 20 piece uh, jigsaws with Disney cartoons on, because um, that's all we could really find on on the market. Mm-hmm. So I thought, as a designer by background, how can we uh, look at this product again um, and redesign it specifically for people with dementia, so that my granddad could still engage with that activity. Okay. Well, that makes a lot of sense. And I see now you have 13-piece puzzles um, that are award-winning puzzles um, that just provide a lot of stimulation and, and unique design and features. What, what are some of the unique designs and features? Are they, are they um, bigger pieces or thicker pieces? So exactly. So obviously the main feature is fewer pieces, um, makes it much simpler to do. But one of the key bits of information we discovered through the design and research process was actually the challenge was people to understand that the pieces were um, making up the picture on the box. So that connection wasn't always there as it is with um, once you've learned how to do a jigsaw. So what we did was simply redesign it. So the outline of the images was um, sat on the background 
Um, so it then became, became a case of matching up the pieces to the background um, that's had inside a frame. So it became much more intuitive. So people who couldn't even do a, a three-year three jigsaw could suddenly do this without assistance. Um, and the satisfaction that gave was, was, was pretty amazing. Wonderful. Um, and along with that, um, obviously the content um, is now age-appropriate. Um, we've also made it so it's infection control compliant, so you can use it in hospitals or in care homes. Um, so we really looked at every single feature um, and made design tweaks to it to make sure it was as effective as it could be. Okay, wonderful. Now, when you went to launch this, how did you, you know, how did you launch the product? I mean, did you start selling it on the web, or did you, you know, approach um, communities uh, with this population? What was kind of your strategy when you first started? Well, when I first started with the jigsaw, it was really, um, I was just making some products for for, for my granddad. Um, so I made, I think, a hundred jigsaws. Um, as a university at the time, and um, managed to get a bit of uh, press in one of our national papers on Sunday. And um, through that, I think I sold them all out in a, in, in a week. Wow. Um, and that's when I suddenly thought, oh, there's actually a lot of demand for these sort of products here. Um, so it was then that I started to build in the business plan and how we were going to get um, these products to the people who needed them. Um, and it was a lot of knocking on doors, a lot of um, talking to the main charities in in the UK here um, and some of the big the big retailers, um, and slowly built that up um, over over the last five years. Wow, that's fantastic! Um, now, from there, um, do you want to talk a little bit more about some of your other products that you have since since you expanded? Yeah, so um, the next product we did was called is called Aquapaint, um, and that was um, based out of observations when we were going to, into Cairns that. Painting always seemed to be um, a really, really popular activity in homes, um, but it was pretty common for that to become too difficult, people not to be satisfied with what they were doing. Um, also, the use of paint meant it had to be, uh, in the UK anyway, um, supervised, and that meant if someone wasn't feeling like doing it on a particular time, on a particular day, then they would miss out on that. So what we thought we'd do is come up with a, a no um, a no-failure product that anyone could do any time of the day. Um, so we created the Aquapaint, which basically uh, is a white sheet, and when you paint uh, water onto it, um, an image from behind will come through. Um, as our best-selling product here in the UK, um, are really, really, really engaging. Uh, so that's, that, that's an exciting product. Um, we also do a range of reminiscence products. Um, I think all of our products have a reminiscence value to them. Um, in terms of the images, the content, um, all designed to be stimulate that one-to-one -one engagement with either a family member or with um, a care and a, in a care and to talk about um, mm -hmm. past life experiences. So we do books, we do cards, we do DVDs around all around that. Um, we're just launching quite an exciting new game uh, that's coming out in, in, in November um, called called Animal Bingo. And oh. again, like with the painting, we found that um, bingo was always a really popular activity. Uh, in care, but um, once people got to a certain stage, they were unable to um, do that activity, and so they would be excluded. So again, we looked at how we could make that product much more intuitive, much more engaging, um, so that people could continue to do the things they like for longer. Um, and the thing we found with that was people were struggling to hear uh, a number and then recognise that number on a um, on a, a, a page. So we've used sounds and images of animals instead, um, and 
in terms that we've trialled in the UK, that's more or less doubled the engagement rate um, for that particular activity. Well, and how fun to have those sounds and stuff too. I mean, that would just, you know, for me playing bingo, that would be just more engaging and more fun. And um, yeah, yeah, and it actually it leads on to conversation as well, and it's um, all around a much more more engaging product. So yeah, so we launched that in November. We're really excited about it. Um, I think it's going to be really really popular. Well, yeah, and they say you know math is one of the first things to go, and we're you know trying to get them to do numbers and. Um, pictures and exactly, images, yeah. you know, that just makes so much more sense. And now you're using multi-senses, um, you know, to be able to to work that in uh, to an activity. Um, that just seems genius to me, you know. And, and so thank you. <laughs> yeah, for we were amazing. made to see the difference it made. It was, uh, those, those moments are great when you're in, in a can and you see, the, see the, the difference that sort of small design change can make to the outcome of the product. Yeah, I, my daughter is a... Um, activities person here in the U.S., and um, we can't wait to, to get your package delivered to actually be able to touch and feel everything and, and be able to see it, because your, your website really does a nice job um, showing um, the different types of things that you have created, um, but it'll, it's always just nice to be able to actually see, see them. Yeah, it's, uh, it's once you try the product, that's when you uh, mm-hmm. can see no, I, have a qu- impact, I have a question for you on your paints because I've seen this before and I don't know if yours do this or not. But when they use water and then the the colors appear, do they disappear after a time, or is this a, are uh, these one time use? Yeah, exactly. So once it dries, it goes back to white, so you can reuse it. Um, okay. So it lasts about fifteen minutes, uh, so you can do the painting and then have a conversation around it, and then you leave it to dry, and you can reuse it. So for for a care and point of view, it's, it's wow. Like About how long does does one piece at last? I mean, I'm sure it depends on how it's handled and stuff. But do you have kind of an average use? Uh, we it really depends, as I say, how you look after it. But um, we normally say one to two years with regular weekly use in a, in a care home setting. Wow. Um, so you can get a lot of use out of it. Yeah. Wow, that's fantastic. That is absolutely fantastic. Um, now, when you went um, designing your products for for people with dementia, did you you know go into care homes and t- and talk with families, or did you kind of pull off your own experience or a combination? Um, you know, how exactly did you did you do your research? Because uh, you've really touched on some great things, um, and we've only gotten to a few of them so far. Um, but what's that research process really like? So yeah, I mean, for, for us, back to mind, that's really core to what we do. Um, all of our products we aim to be evidenced and research based. So obviously speaking to professional carers, families, um, and people with dementia is um, absolutely critical. Um, and we go through that process with every product. And it, it normally starts sometimes with my own personal experience um, or in discussion with carers, in discussion with families, um, what products would help them, would support them. Um, speaking to people with dementia, what products would they like to do um, that really forms the, the starting point of an idea. Um, we'll then go away and brainstorm, come up with a selection of different solutions, um, go back into a care home or see a family and try that product out, gather feedback um, from a person with dementia and their family or their carer um, and find out what we can improve, what's working, what's not working, and then go back, come back to the office and design it again, go back, and we kind of repeat that process um, over about a nine-month period um, until we're 100% happy with 
um, the products as, as effective as it can be. Okay, great. Now, you also have um, some exercise programs for, for physical activities. Can you talk to us about why you chose to um, design that? Um, you know, you've got art projects and jigsaw puzzles and, and, you know, reminiscing and things like that. But why did you feel it was important to have some physical exercise as well? Um, I think from the research that I've done into the sector, mental and physical stimulation are absolutely key in the care for someone with dementia, um, in terms of improving quality of life, reducing boredom, frustration, um, and depression as well. So I think it's a really important area. We've actually developed that product uh, in partnership with a company called Revitalize in the UK, um, who specialize in um, seated exercise activities. Um, and that was something particularly we struggled with my granddad once he was became chair bound or bed bound. How how do you keep um, how do we keep him physically um, active? Mm-hmm. So we designed this uh, range of products um, to help support that. Okay. Well, and I you know in looking at um, <clears throat> the product here on the website, you know, it talks about hands and fingers and mind warm up, the the stress ball workout, the massage ball workout, and the bump ball workout. Can you can you explain kind of the differences between between those? Just touch on that a little bit. Sure. Yeah. So um, we normally start with uh, exercising the hands, um, uh, sort of light, gentle exercises, and then move up to full body, top body exercises, um, which is where the bump ball comes in. So um, passing, catching games, um, resistance exercises. Um, so it's normally kind of move through the stages. Um, to warm someone up rather than jumping straight in um, with the full exercises to start with. Okay. Well, that makes that makes perfect sense uh, in terms of doing that. Um, you also have on here some, some reminiscing products. And um, can you tell us a little bit about those? Sure. So these are actually products that we um, are supplied to us by our partners here in the UK. Um, but... As I say, they're all based around uh, reminiscence of uh, at different stages of dementia. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have catabox cards for kind of mid-stage um, of the 1940s and 1950s, which have images, content um, from those periods uh, with information and key questions on the back. So that's really, really valuable for younger family members or younger carers who may not know much about the 50s or the 40s how do you then start a conversation um, about someone's uh, when someone was younger? Um, and this is a product that's aimed to try and support that uh, and shape that discussion. Um, we then also do uh, books as well, which has more generic images of different themes like holidays, uh, traveling, work. Um, and the idea here is rather than bringing out back specific memories to specific times, it's about bringing out someone's own memories of my own, someone's own holidays. Um, so it's really a tool um, to help people engage with each other. Because I know, certainly from my own personal experience, um, with my grandfather, when I used to go and visit him, it was actually a real challenge to start conversations or engage anyway. And actually just having a tool that you could share together or look at together, whether it's a jigsaw, whether it was a book, um, really helped to break down those barriers. Um, and once you've sort of broken the ice, it then became much, much easier. 
Yeah, I like um, with each of your categories, you you know, you don't have just a product and you have different modalities. So with the reminiscing, you've got the, the DVDs and the films, the books and the cards. I, I just think that that's really nice, too, because not everybody can use always the same modalities. Um, there. Exactly, yeah. And so that's really nice. You also have a section here for communication cards, which I think there are a lot of people that, um, you know, need this. And one is a communication age and, uh, aid, and the other one you call dementia signage. So do you want to explain those two products as well for, for our audience? Sure. So, again, this is um, when communication can often become more and more challenging. Um, helping people to communicate effectively through images um, can be a really, really effective way of uh, make, making sure you understand them properly or support them properly. Um, and the same with the signage. If someone's able to uh, navigate their surroundings, which may be, just in a caring example, maybe not that familiar, um, just maintains that level of independence um, and also gives choice and control over what they, what they want to do. So that's really what those products aim to, to support. Okay. Um, and, and they're great. You know, I do a, a couple of memory cafes and, and um, <clears throat> one, of our, one of our members kind of did her own book. She's like, I haven't found anything out there. And uh, so she had made her own book regarding signage <laughs> and stuff that she used. And, and one of the things that she did was uh, they were having a really tough time um, communicating because he'd lost his words. And so you know, she would ask him a question like, where do you want to go for dinner? And so she went out and she took pictures of all the logos of different companies and put them into a book so that he could point and then broke them down by grocery store or movie theaters or dining or, um, you know, um, home goods, things like that. And she said that just worked out brilliantly, fast food, all of those things. And I thought, well, that's really a, a neat idea. And uh, that's fantastic. We see that a lot here in the UK as well. Kara's always uh, the most intuitive, uh, uh, sorry, innovative uh, mm-hmm. people we ever meet. They're always looking for new, interesting ways because there's so little on the market. You've got to be creative about what you pull together. And um, so that's where a lot of our ideas come from at the start. Yeah. Now, with all of these tools, too, you have you have some different packages that you offer as well. So people can buy individual products or they can kind of get a package um, yeah. from, it looks like one is, uh, what do they have? The the king and queens of kits with something for everyone. <laughs> um, this kit is perfect for uh, numerous personalities and residents with a large range of interest. And that's the complete kit. And you have the essentials kit um, that is a kit for every care home Uh supplying a selection of must-have activities for a range of personalities and interests, which is nice. And then you've got the friends and family kit, which is kind of a starter um, kit of, of different types of goodies containing balance of range of activities to just introduce your products and stuff. So you, your, your website, I have to say, is really clean and, and easy to maneuver and simple to use. Um, which is um, which is huge because not not yeah. all are so are so easy uh, to work with and stuff and and I think that 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 in itself makes a, a big big difference there. Now um, you started this company you know back in in two thousand and nine, and you know you're looking at you know basically six years later. Did you ever think that it would be as large as it was when you just decided you wanted to help your your grandpa? 
<laughs> Absolutely not, no. <laughs> um, when I first started, I was there. It was just, it was just uh, a project at, at university, and uh, I was going to give products to people who, who helped develop them. Um, but uh, it sort of snowballed as soon as we released the first products, and uh, I just thought this is a great idea. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to run with it, um, and it's just built up beyond, um, far beyond my expectations. Um, the demand that's been there for us. So it's been an exciting journey. Very much so. Um, on your site, you you have a report called the Social Impact Report. Can you just highlight a few things uh, from that report? I, I think they might yeah, be sure. of interest. So, um, every year we, we, we try to do a social impact survey. So all of our clients, we send a survey to gather the impact that our product's been having out in the marketplace. It's obviously really important to what we do. Um, that helps to inform future product development also um, gives us a kind of benchmark of what, what we're doing at the moment. Um, so 2015 has been, um, uh, sorry, 2014 uh, has been, been a really good year for us. Um, so we look at how the products have helped improve quality of life for people with dementia. I think we've got 96% of our clients say that it does. Um, help to improve engagement between families and uh, people with dementia. Um, and also help to reduce boredom and frustration. So those are some of the things that we um, that we measure. Um, but I know this year um, we helped over 32,000 people in the UK um, living with dementia with, um, through the use of our products uh, to improve the quality of life, which is a figure I'm extremely proud of, um, and hopefully we can continue to grow next year. Wow, that's that's incredible. That's absolutely fantastic. I love to hear hear stories like that where, you know, it just all starts with a passion to make a difference and to improve a life and and then once you you improve that one life, it's kind of like, well, why not improve others and and sharing the knowledge that you have and and uh here here sometimes in the US people don't share because we get real proprietary over here and you know yeah. I, I developed it, it's mine and, and stuff and we're getting much better. You guys are teaching us a lot of very good ways about collaboration <laughs> um, with the memory cafes and the dementia friendly movement and the purple angel and uh, people are really starting to get I think a lot more creative and open to trying new things and not just having this um, I don't know, I call it a bed-in-a-bag mentality for, for dementia, that, you know, one kit fits everybody. And I can tell by your, your design and, and just talking with you and the products that you have that you get that, you know, we need a variety uh, to meet Absolutely, the needs yeah. of a lot of people and a lot of different stages. And, and people ebb and flow through those stages throughout the day. And, um, and you're really helping both family and care professionals um, both you know, assist those um, that are diagnosed. And so I think that that's absolutely fantastic. Do you have any um, secret, secret, uh, yeah, secret that you want to share with us on the radio about new products pending? Um, I guess is if it was a secret, you're not going to want to share it, but, you know, got to ask. <laughs> Girls got to ask. Uh, well, I mentioned the bingo game, which I haven't released yet. So that's, uh, I don't know if about that yet. Um, I'll give you a kind of brief flavor of what we're looking at for the next product. Um, but we're, we're working on something around using scent and sound as a, a sensory, sensory product, um, which is an area that hasn't really been looked at yet, so we're really excited about. Um, Ooh, that'll be really cool. For that. 
That'll be really, really cool. I, um, you'll have to let me know when the bingo game ca- comes out. And, and the sentence sound one would just be, I, I would be all over that um, as well, because I think that that's so important. Um, both of those senses are just, uh, that would just be a wonderful one. Uh, yeah, well, I'd have to share that with you as soon as we, uh, as soon as we come, uh, comes out next year. Yeah, for sure. What has your response been from, from people um, have you gotten individual stories? I know sometimes people will will contact uh, people who provide products with just their own personal stories. Have you had people reach out to you and 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 talk about what a difference the Active Minds products oh, yeah, have made? Uh, yeah, we have hundreds of people come come to us and say uh, talk about the, the impact the products have, had, which is always always great to hear. So uh, we had uh, a husband who was unable to do jigs do a jigsaw and then bought ours and then was able to do it. Um, that, that, those sort of stories are very regular. I remember we had one uh, person who actually wasn't able to speak um, any longer and did a, had a, a, a jigsaw of a Spitfire um, and he was in the Navy in the war. And as soon as he completed the jigsaw, he then started to talk about, show us his tattoos and start to talk about some of his, um, a few of his anecdotes from, from the war. And it was, that was a, uh, an amazing experience, and the, the carers couldn't believe that it uh, that it had happened. So, there's many many stories, but um, yeah, they're always fantastic to hear. Yeah, that was <clears throat> I. And I have to mention this because that's the only thing that I I felt was missing from your site that I think even might even help enhance it because it is a really clear, clean crisp site, um, very easy to understand, but maybe even just a couple of video testimonials for each category yeah. would be really kind of cool to just, I think, pop, pump up people getting excited about using these products. Um, and so yeah, that's, that's my two cents from the U.S. There. <laughs> <laughs> Good few months, they'll be up there. Oh, wonderful. Um, <laughs> is there... Is there anything, um, anything that to you really stands out between your products and, and other types of activity products out there for people with dementia that you that you think you're really differentiating yourself with? I think for us, it's all about the the research, the design process um, in the UK that we try and separate ourselves from um, our competitors. So you know, it takes a year from idea to having the product on the shelf. Um, through the design process that we go through, so that's really the core of what we do and how we try and mm-hmm. differentiate ourselves from from our competitors. We're also really um, uh, push this idea in the UK of spontaneous activity, having activities that you can do anytime, any moment, anywhere, mm-hmm. um, without any training. So that means someone who is up at two o'clock at night. Um, Still have an engaging activity if they uh, don't want to don't want to do it at four o'clock on the afternoon on Tuesday. So I think with that process we can just lift the whole level of activities in you know, throughout the care sector and, and and in family homes as well. Okay, one question I have is, and maybe you guys have this already, and maybe you don't, but um, do you guys, since you you know target you know home care? Um, agencies and stuff. Do you have almost like an activity schedule, like a recommended kind of rotation of different types of activities just to keep stimulation at its peak for people? I would think, I I don't know, over here, um, you know, staff is like a revolving door. I don't know if you guys have that problem over there. Yeah, we do. Um, But I'm thinking, you know, that that might be an added bonus 
for yeah. for a home or a hospital um, just to kind of guide people or even something that would say for certain uh, suggestions for different types of behaviors um, or personality types that these these types of activities might um, de-escalate um, you know a somebody from wandering or someone who is really um, missing somebody, um, you know, or kind of down and sad. Um, I'm just thinking if you had some educational pieces in terms of how you slip those those activities and kind of do that transition might be um, something neat too. And maybe that's out of your wheelhouse, but just kind of a <laughs> kind of a thought. Um, yeah, uh, it's something we're trying to do at the moment. We're building a, a handbook to go with all the products um, to. Sort of explain how to get the best out of them and when to use them, what situation with what people. Mm-hmm. Um, at the moment, where we want to be longer mm-hmm. term is we want to have an activity product for every person at every stage okay. of dementia. Um, I think at that point we can start to build programs around them about how to get the most out of them, when to use them, um, which is going to be really, really exciting. Wonderful. Um, now, people can get a hold of you um, by going to your website, which is www.active and then dash minds, which is plural, M I D S dot C O dot U K, or you can email them at info at active dash minds. Again, that's M I N D S dot C O dot U K. Or you can always call them, um, but again, that's an international call, um, at 0044-203-488-2001. Ben, this has just been a fascinating conversation. I just, I I love what you're doing, and I I definitely want to hear about the bingo game and the sense and sound products. as you as you move forward with those, because I would love to be able to um, let our audience know about those products as well. Um, any last comments that, that you have for for our audience? I was just I was going to add to uh, in terms of the products. We also do sell some of them through Best Alzheimer's uh, products uh, over in the U.S. Oh, okay. Um, so if uh, it may be cheaper for okay and communication oh. to get, to talk to them as well. Okay, best Alzheimer's products. Wonderful. Yeah, they've got some some nice stuff there too. So that would be that would be great. Uh, plus, it'd probably be a little quicker delivery wise if it's if it's national versus international. Um, exactly. Yeah, and a lot less on shipping. <laughs> yeah, don't have to fly them across the Atlantic. Yep. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for your time with us today. I really appreciate it, and I wish I wish you and your company the very best. I think you're doing brilliant work and. Um, you know, I thank you and your family and, and your grandfather for having the disease in, in terms of he was really the one who ignited this whole movement for you and, um, yeah. and you, you taking advantage of, of really wanting to make a difference and then sharing that with the world. So compliment you uh, very highly for, for doing so. Thank you. Well, thank you very much for having me on. Been, okay. Uh, okay. Great Have a great week. Thank you. Um, thank you. For those of you who uh, missed our show last week, we had Vicki Kind on, and we talked about the right decisions for someone else's life. And Vicki is a bioethicist, and she's got a great book and workbook out. I would really recommend that you listen to that show. 
Next week, we will have Molly Fogel on, and she is our, uh, she's the director of the Educational and Social Services for Alzheimer's Foundation of America. So that will be really good next Tuesday. Uh, this Friday, we will have a show posted on Savor Your Life, uh, educational and resource fairs, what they're doing really different from a lot of uh, fairs that are out there for the community and why. I think you'll be interested in that. This morning, we had our Dementia Chats webinar, and we talked a lot about pets and the power of pets and um, not only service dogs, um, but just the emotional compassion that they can bring and help, help people find their calm and, and find more joy. And so that was a very interesting conversation with our experts that are living with the disease. Um, I want to remind people, too, if you're local here tonight um, at the Alton over in uh, the Highland area at 1306 Alton Street, we are going to be doing a screening of his neighbor, Phil. Um, appetizers start at 5, and we're going to be start showing the film at 5.30 and then have a talk back after. On the 22nd um, of this month, we will be showing the film at the North St. Paul City Hall, and that screening will start at 6. And then also on November, 17, or November 12th, I'm sorry, um, at 6.30 at J. Arthur's Cafe, that's where we have our memory cafe, we are going to be um, doing a screening there as well. On November 5th, uh, the Savor Your Life Educational and Resource Fair will be um, at the Transfiguration Catholic Church and that starts at 4 and runs till about 8.15. Um, I'm lucky enough to be chosen as their keynote speaker, but they're also going to be talking about owning your own future, um, the Minnesota Plan for Long-Term Care. And um, they have a lot of various um, sponsors. We're going to be a really good panel discussion, and you'll also get dinner with that. So uh, check, check out that information. Until next week, we will uh, talk soon. Take care, everybody. Bye now. It's time to rethink, renew, and reimagine retirement. Hey, everybody. Jared Sebesta here, host of Retire Repurposed. Now, this podcast is about the non-financial parts of retirement, which many times can be even more challenging than the financial. We believe retirement is not the end, rather the beginning of what could be the most impactful, purposeful, and fulfilling season of a person's life. So don't retire become repurposed. To listen now, search Retire Repurpose on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.